Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. However you're doing today, we welcome you guys to the Genius Cast. First preseason game in the books. Not much going on last night as we saw the Denver Broncos beat the Atlanta Falcons. Definitely saw the early season struggles that we see most teams. A lot of times the defense is ahead of the offenses at this point of the game. Definitely was the case last night as we saw two offenses kind of struggle throughout the game. But that's, that's going to happen with the second and third stringers. Not many starters did play in the game, which playing that extra preseason game, you don't, you don't expect the starters to play much. They're probably not going to play much in the next game as well. Uh, most likely they'll play a little more in the second game. And, of course, in the third, for, but for these teams' fourth preseason game, that's where we decide, usually see the starters get the majority to run. That's kind of the warm-up to the uh, regular season in September. But that's a few weeks away. We still got a lot of stuff to talk about. We still got a lot of training camp battles to handle. Today on the podcast, we are going to break down and talk about injuries that occurred so far in training camp, which ones are more serious, which ones are uh, not as serious. We'll take a look at those. We'll also talk about some players that are moving up and down the draft board because of play, because of situation. Maybe they're holding out. We'll talk about a few of those as well, both risers and droppers in, in drafts. And then we're also going to talk about the salaries on DraftKings. That's right. It's like Christmas morning when you wake up and you see the week one uh, salaries come out on, on uh, DraftKings. That way you can start looking at uh, different rosters and see what kind of teams you can put together. So we'll take a look at, if you play DFS, we'll take a look at the upcoming um, salaries for that first weekend of football here and, and not too long away. I mean, we're, we're literally just over a month away from the season kicking off. Very excited, very pumped for the season to be here. Excited that preseason's here. Excited that the games are started. Ready to jump into it. Let's go on ahead and jump right on into the podcast and begin with some injuries that have happened in the um, first couple weeks of preseason and again we are running solo today chris is still on vacation hope to have him back next week as we talk about uh, as we get closer and closer but hopefully he's having a good vacation so we're going to go ahead and jump in it's just going to be me it's going to be the genius talking today you guys got to listen to me but i'm going to give you guys a lot of interesting and good bullets that you guys can head head into your drafts and get ready for your leagues some of the injuries that I'm keeping an eye on for the upcoming season that have happened recently is there's a ton of hamstrings. Again, this is, this is something that we're expecting to happen. We're going to see injuries happen. Hopefully, they're just a little uh, minor injuries that they'll maybe keep them out a couple of games of the preseason. Maybe they'll keep them out a couple practices. But come week one, hopefully, they're going to be ready to go. Plenty of hamstring injuries. Again, I think this is going to be a common theme that we're going to see. We saw Damian Williams, the Chiefs, Calvin Ridley, Duke Johnson, Deshaun Hamilton, Paris, Hamilton, um, Paris Campbell, I'm sorry, Aaron Jones, all go down with hamstring injuries but again I'm not too worried about any of these players um, with their hamstring injuries these are professional athletes they're going to get back in the hang of things and a lot of this stuff might be them keeping them out just because they don't want to risk anything going on they're going to limit their practice play they might limit their play in preseason games but I think all these players are going to be fine for week one I think they're probably going to be fine for that third game of the preseason which is like I said talk about the this is where you guys kind of they kind of tune into what's going to happen. They kind of run some formations, come out of the locker room, get that juice flowing, and then they sit out week four of the preseason and get ready for week 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 one. But again, I think they're gonna, most of these players are going to be ready for week three preseason and definitely week one of the regular season. Big injury obviously is AJ Green out six to eight weeks when he um, suffered that a- ankle injury. That's something that I think we need to keep an eye on definitely uh, moving forward. 
Green wasn't in my top 15 receivers, and I kind of got a lot of slack for it, but this is the reason why I didn't have him as a top 15. Most likely, I'm going to drop him outside my top 20 now with this injury. You just don't know if he's going to tweak it, if something regular season is going to happen. There's plenty of other options that I like at wide receiver this year, and I'm just not going to have too many shares of A.J. Green, unless, of course, he drops dramatically in drafts. I'm going to obviously take him if he drops too far, but from where he's going now, I'm not going to be touching many A.J. Greens. I likely have him in best balls if he played best ball over there. Um, I, I'm definitely going to have some shares of him just because maybe later in the season he can put up those big games. But for season long, I'm just not taking a risk on him, and I'm not going to spend that high of a draft pick on a player that I think may suffer a setback again later on in the season. I just am not um, too thrilled about this. His injury past, recent injury history, and what he's going through right now in camp. We also saw Tyreek Hill. Quad injury. Jimmy Graham has a lower leg injury. Couple calf injuries with Hen- uh, Derek Henry and Andrew Luck. Julian Edmond with a thumb. Sterling Shepard obviously with the thumb. Corey Coleman, another big one. Um, not a big name, but I think he was uh, maybe a, a deep, deep sleeper in fantasy leagues. He's out for the year at the torn ACL. And AJ Brown and Jamison Crowder looks like they're day to day. Of all these injuries, I think the only ones we're, that we're really keeping an eye on is AJ Green. Obviously, not going to want to draft Corey Coleman, obviously being out for the year. But AJ Green's about the only one that I'm really worried about, just because of that that ankle injury, and we know that he's out for a significant amount of time. Maybe we keep an eye on Sterling Shepard just because of that thumb injury. But it sounds like he's going to be ready to go come Week One for the New York Giants. <clears throat> Next up, let's talk about some risers and fallers um, heading on draft boards. Because of preseason, because of training camp, we're going to see lots of changes, lots of uh, rankings going up and down. So make sure you keep, keep an eye on my rankings. I'll have those updated. Mostly on, um, I like to get those out on Monday mornings with the updated version after a week of uh, preparation. And, of course, if something major happens, I'll up them, uh, update them as they go. But definitely keep an eye on my rankings on the site. Those are going to be going um, up until draft. I'm going to be adjusting those on a weekly basis, sometimes daily basis, just depending on what's going on. So some of the things that I'm looking at here is I, I think risers and drafts. I think we're looking at the Packers situation with MVS and, and Geronimo Allison. Um, Valden Scanling, I think, is my favorite of the two. But I think both players are going to have a, a, a decent impact for this offense. I think Packers are going to be back to doing what they do best. Do, running the show with Aaron Rodgers, a healthy Aaron Rodgers, is obviously much better, and that's what we're looking at this year. He's going to come back. He's going to come back uh, throwing around, throwing the ball around. And I think we're, with the decline of Jimmy Graham, I think a lot of targets are going to go to MVS and Allison. Of course, Adams is going to get his share. Of course, you're going to get your share from Aaron Jones. <clears throat> but a couple of names I'm looking at later on in drafts are Valda Scantling and Allison. Also, Keyshawn Johnson of the Arizona Cardinals. Looks like he's uh, doing really well um, out, out there in Arizona. He's a player that I'm going to be keeping an eye on very closely for a player that I might be looking at for a deep, deep sleeper. As is right now, I don't believe you have to draft him. He's probably going to be sitting there in your waiver wire pickups come week two. But I think he's definitely a name we want to keep an eye on, especially if he makes a team, which it looks like he's most likely going to do if he keeps this up. So I think it's a name we want to definitely keep an eye on there in Arizona. For the Chargers, we have a couple names. Obviously, with the Melvin Gordon news, we have um, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. Two names that I think that are moving up the board. I, Eckler, I, th- I, I, was, I, was, I was high on Eckler as a sleeper this year anyways, because I think no matter what, he was going to get some sort of an impact this season. But I think Justin Jackson is a player that we want to keep an eye on. 
if Melvin Gordon does sit out the entire year or if he gets traded, <clears throat> that's obviously going to help Justin Jackson come, moving from a number three option to a number two option in the ground game. And I, I do like Justin Jackson quite a bit as a deep sleeper if Melvin Gordon isn't going to be there, which more and more as we hear it sounds like it's going to be a, a possible happening. Kellen Balaj of the Miami Dolphins, I like him over Kenyon Drake just because of what he can do in the, in the passing game. I like his style. I like what he does. But, again, the Miami Dolphins offense just has me kind of off the entire team as a whole. But I do like Balazs maybe in the, in the uh, 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 dynasty leagues or maybe late in rounds. Just as a uh, – we talk about lottery ticket picks. Maybe a lottery ticket. Maybe he puts up a couple of big games. But, again, you're going to figure out what that is. I'm very in, in, uh, intrigued and interested to hear about Cam Newton. Off the injury plague 2018 season, shoulder injuries going into the offseason. We were wondering how Cam Newton's shoulder was going to hold up. He's going to change his throwing mechanics and all that kind of good stuff. And it looks like Cam Newton is throwing the ball very well in camp. Sounds like he's, uh, his shoulder is doing very well. And I'm not worried about Cam Newton's injury this year. I think he's going to be back to being Cam Newton of old, where he's a MVP type of caliber quarterback. And he's not, you don't have to reach for him like you do the Andrew Lux, the Patrick Mahomes. That's why I'm going to wait for quarterbacks. I'm going to take someone like Cam Newton later in drafts, where I think he has the upside of some of the other players, especially when he plays at the level that we have seen in the past with Cam Newton. People are worried about maybe they're just going to take away from McCaffrey's workload. I'm a believer that's not going to affect him. Yes, they might limit his um, in-game plays, but I think they're going to continue his workload. So that if, they, if that makes sense, I mean, they're going to limit the amount of snaps maybe he's on the field. Maybe they'll cut those down a little bit, but it's not going to take away from what he does on the field. Uh, McCaffrey is still a top three pick, in my opinion. I'm not worried at all about it. Even Cam Newton's shoulder being better. Yes, he's going to get the receivers more involved in the passing game, but McCaffrey is a special talent. They're going to find ways to use him. He's going to continue getting a major workload in Carolina. Have no fears with McCaffrey if you're looking at McCaffrey the top three pick. The Colts, Paris Campbell, I like what I've seen out of the rookie so far. He's a player that I'm, that I'm very very high on uh, targeting in dynasty leagues, and especially in late, late drafts and uh, redraft leagues as well. I think he's going to have an impact as a rookie this year, and he might push Nikhil Harry of New England as the top wide receiving rookie this season. Evan Ingram, I think the entire Giants situation could be interesting. If they don't have um, Sterling Shepard for some time, we already know about Corey Coleman, um, Golden Tate possibly missing four games. That's going to open up a lot of targets. Obviously, a lot's going to go to Barkley, but Evan Ingram's going to be one of the better tight ends, and you can get him a little later than the top three. So Evan Ingram's a player that I'm going to keep an eye on as well. For the Lions, the release of... Um, Theo Riddick opens a lot more for Kerryon Johnson, a lot more security with Kerryon Johnson. I was high on Kerryon coming into the, into the into the season. Now with um, <clears throat> with Riddick out of the out of the fold there in Detroit, I like Kerryon even more. I think the Lions are going to be a little more um, do a little more on offense than we saw last year, and I think they're going to want to take away from some of the throws that we're going to see out of. Um, Matthew Stafford. I just like what I've seen with the uh, what we're hearing about Kerryon Johnson, and again another young player there in Detroit. I love Kenny Galladay. I think both those players are going to be very solid players this year in fantasy. Will Fuller. If we can get a full season out of Will Fuller, I think he has a chance to be a phenomenal player. We've seen what he can do when he's healthy on the field. It's just about, about staying healthy and being on the field. His chemistry with with uh, Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson is great, and if he can stay healthy. I think the Watson the Fuller combo can be very, very sneaky this year, very solid later in, in, in a draft for Fuller, obviously, middle of the draft where you don't have to take um, him as high as some of the other players. But I think his, his upside is so huge in this offense. 
We talked about Aaron Jones. I think the Green Bay Packers are going to be back to being, doing what they do best. Aaron Jones, to me, is a late second, early third round pick. But I think next year we might be looking at a first round pick in Aaron Jones. I like his, his upside. I like what he's going to do this year in the Green Bay offense. And, of course, all this relies on if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy. And right now he's healthy. I, I, I can't count on injuries. I know that Aaron Rodgers is, is one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game. He's only going to make Aaron Jones that much better, and I do love the, uh, out, his, uh, the season outlook for Aaron Jones. And speaking of injury-prone players, what about Jordan Reed? He looks pretty decent in, in uh, training camp. Can he stay healthy for a whole year is the other question. If he does, he's going to be a very sneaky tight end that you can get late That's gonna be, that might finish out as one of the better tight ends in the season, especially if he can stay healthy for the entire 16 games of the Washington schedule. What about players that are maybe on the decline in drafts, players that are maybe looking at dropping down, maybe you're getting a little later, maybe, maybe you're still high on a few players. Um, we already talked about Kenyon Drake. I like the, uh, the upside of Balazs a little more than I do Kenyon Drake. James Washington of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, coming into the league, I thought, I'm sorry, coming into the draft, I thought Washington was a player that we're going to be looking at to take some of those uh, uh, targets that are being left by Antonio Brown. Yes, a lot of them are going to go to the tight end, but I also believe that Washington's going to have a big impact this year, get a lot of, uh, I thought he was going to have a lot of, uh, of play this year, but it sounds like Moncrief is having a little more impact um, as training camp goes along, so maybe Washington's dropping down a little bit. I still do like James Washington, but I'm just not as high as I was once, as I once was with Washington and Pittsburgh. Talked about Golden Tate. I, I think if he does uh, beat this four-game suspension, which I think he does have a shot of possibly beating it, um, he'll be fine. But if he does miss four games, it's obviously going to take a hit for Tate. So we definitely want to keep an eye on Tate. Same thing with Shepard. If we know Shepard's going to be there for week one, I am very high on Shepard. But we just don't know about the thumb injury, so we've got to keep an eye on Shepard as well. Chris Herndon, four-game suspension, same thing. He was maybe one of the up-and-coming uh, sleeper tight ends. But missing four games is big. And then we get to the big three, the A.J. Green, Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon. Obviously, Elliott and Melvin Gordon looking at the holdouts and A.J. Green with the injuries. They're obviously huge names that have a very huge impact. If you don't have any of those players on your roster, you take them so high, it's going to affect your team kind of like Le'Veon Bell did last year. Everybody knows I'm not high on Melvin Gordon. I wasn't sold on him being a first-round pick. In the first place, I liked other players above him. But doesn't take away from his talent. I mean, he's a player that if he was there in the second round, obviously I was going to take him. But right now, I just can't do it. I can't take Melvin Gordon. I can't take a chance. We've seen that Melvin Gordon is willing to sit out. He's, his, uh, his agent is uh, demanding a trade. I just don't like the uncertainty with Melvin Gordon. And I was not worried about Ezekiel Elliott until the recent news talking about there's rumors that it may uh, go for a couple months. That scares me quite a bit. I don't want to have the same thing happen last year that we saw with Le'Veon Bell. And if Elliott's willing to sit out until something's done and he's not with the camp right now, I, I, at first my gut told me that they're going to get the deal done. Maybe he doesn't play in the preseason, doesn't show up in training camp. I wasn't that big of a, it wasn't a big issue to me then, but now we're hearing that it might take a couple months. That has me a little more scared with Elliott. I'm still treating him as a top five pick, but I'm very, very worried about what happened with Elliott possibly holding out for a significant amount of time, if not maybe longer like uh, Bell was last year. And with A.J. Green, I just don't see myself taking Green just from where he's at. And with his injury history recently and coming off of this injury he has now, I'm just not sold on A.J. Green this year being that high of a draft pick for me. I'm willing, if, if, if he drops, if, he, if he's not going to go where he's currently going, then maybe I look at him. But right now I'm not looking at A.J. Green on any of my rosters. And if I had to, to, to look at the... Uh, 
the Elliots and the Melvin Gordons. I'm still taking Elliott. I still think he's a top five pick. I'm a little more worried as it goes, but I'm still going to stay there unless I know for sure he's not going to be there. But it's just really scary losing a top five pick. And as I, as I talk about Gordon, Gordon is not on my radar at all. I'm not going to take a chance at all with Gordon. And this may change, so keep, definitely keep your, your ears and your eyes out for my uh, reports on Elliott. Right now, I think he's still top five, but it's very scary. It's a scary situation. You definitely have to have, have the backup plan in place if disaster does strike there for your team. And now we jump over to, it's like Christmas morning, looking at salaries for week one. Every time DraftKings put their, puts up their salaries, I think it is a little early. A lot of stuff can happen. A lot of players are underpriced. A lot of players are overpriced. Things are going to happen in training camp. Battles are going to be won, lost. And so a lot of things can happen, which makes week one kind of fun, but at the same time also makes week one kind of tough because a lot of players, especially if they're deep values, I mean, if we go down and look at the quarterback position, we're looking at Kyler Murray, who's going to be a very popular pick, sitting at 5,600 on DraftKings, where the minimum is 4,000. I think a lot of people are going to be going Kyler Murray. I think a lot of people are going to be going with those Arizona stacks especially when you're looking at Arizona, that first game they're playing against Detroit Lions. That could be a very very juicy matchup at home. First game for Murray. I, I, I see a lot of Arizona stacks going. So maybe you look at maybe uh, not having as many shares of Curry, Kyler Murray, but I'm still going to have shares of him just because of what he might be able to do. So if we look at the top of the list, Mahomes obviously the top dog, um, sitting at 7,200. That's quite a bit that I don't like to spend for my quarterback, but that might also be a um, if you if you spend if you overspend on the quarterback, someone like Jameis Winston who is sitting at number three at 6,600. I don't see a lot of people maybe going after Winston because he's so expensive. Just go 600 more and you can get Patrick Mahomes, or you can go 100 more and get Andrew Luck. Drop down 100 and you get Cam Newton. So maybe Jameis Winston is a contrarian play this year, this first week, and there's no no reason to think that he can't have a, a smash spot against the 49ers defense. I'm going to have plenty of shares of the Tampa Bay stack. Pair him with uh, Evans. Pair him with Godwin. Pair him with O.J. Howard. Maybe you do a three-man stack and pair him with all three of those receivers, and maybe you hit the nuts, and all of a sudden you're sitting on top of the leaderboard. Uh, middle of the pack quarterbacks we're looking at, you got Mayfield, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, right around $6,200 right there on DraftKings. And if we drop down, I'm likely not going to be having a lot of shares of any, anybody on the, the very bottom of the list. Definitely not going to have any shares of Eli Mannings and Andy Dalton's. I'm not going to go after Sam Darnold right off the bat. Definitely not going to go Marcus Mariota. Maybe I go Nick Foles because maybe Jacksonville has to throw the ball against Kansas City to keep up with their offense. Um, I'm going to I'm going to play the wait and wait and see role with Stafford, so I likely won't have a lot of shares with him. So if I'm looking at the bottom of this uh, this area here, I'm looking at like the Kyler Murray's. Maybe I'm looking at the Carson Wentz's. Maybe I take a gamble or two on Jimmy Garoppolo because that San Fran Tampa game could be uh, a little bit of a, a shootout somewhat. And on the top, the the high tier, I think I'm going to have a lot more uh, shares of Winston just because I think he's going to be lesser owned than the Mahomes, Lux, or Cam Newtons in my opinion out of the top four quarterbacks there. If we look at running back, a lot of my teams are probably going to be running back, running back, and I'm going to use the flex for the other running backs. So I'm going to have three running backs in my um, starting pool for the It's just a, the way I like to run it. I like pass-catching running backs. So if we look at the top bracket, we got Elliott, Barkley, McCaffrey sitting one, two, three, followed by Gurley. All, all four, obviously, dynamic options. Again, we've got to keep an eye on Elliott see what happens. 
I'm looking at a lot of them, the middle tier running backs from what the, that, that I like right off the bat. I like Marlon Mack. I like Austin Eckler, especially if uh, Melvin Gordon's not playing there. But Eckler's going to be a very popular player if that is the case. I like Rashad Penny a lot this year. I think Penny's going to start to take over the leadership role in Seattle. And with him being a little less than what uh, Chris Carson is, maybe people don't go down, don't don't drop down the penny. They go Carson because it's not that big of a difference. Eight hundred dollars is not that big of a difference at the running back position. I'm going to keep an eye on Deion Lewis this year. I think with the um, dinged up version of uh, Derrick Henry, maybe Lewis gets a little more more play. And, and I like the Cleveland's offense, so maybe Tennessee needs to pass the ball a little more, trying to keep up with Mahomes and the up uh, relooked offense in there in Cleveland. Balage is uh, 4,500, 200 less than what Kenyon Drake is. So if I'm going to be going to a Miami running back, I'm likely going to go Balage, but I likely won't go either against the Baltimore Ravens. That's the way I'm looking at what, at running back. Again, I've, I'm just kind of looking at this for the first time with you guys. So I'll have a lot more um, views of the prices as, as we get closer to the first, first week. This is just a very rough early start kind of players that I'm looking at. At wide receiver, look, we're, we're looking at the – I love the Tampa Bay stack. I, I talked about it earlier with Jameis Winston. I think I have plenty of shares of Mike Evans and Godwin. I'm very high on Godwin this year as a uh, redraft player and obviously dynasty player. I think we're going to see a great year from Godwin in that offense. And again, as bad as Tampa Bay is on defense, they're going to have to score points, and they have a great matchup against the 49ers at home. I just like what I see from Tampa Bay. I'm going to have a lot of shares of the Tampa Bay stacks. Likely won't have very many shares of Beckham. Um, first game there, I want to see what they're going to kind of use him with him and Landry. What's going on there in that offense? Obviously, you can go uh, Julio Jones any day. Doesn't matter who the, who's going against. They, they might be a, a a decent defense against the pass, but it's Julio Jones. I don't like uh, Keenan Allen much this year, and I'm likely going to avoid Tyreek Hill to start the season. Just uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of Hill's off-field issues, and I'm also. Not a big fan. I mean, he gets six to seven targets a game. Yes, he can be the top-scoring player, but he's going to be very popular. I'm likely going to stay away from Hill. I'm probably going to stay away from the Chiefs as a whole just because I think they're going to be very popular this this first week. If we move down, both Rams uh, receivers, Cooks and Woods, are right next to each other. If I were to pick one or the other, it's definitely Cooks for me because I think he has bigger upside, but Woods might be a little safer. But if I'm if I'm looking at that range of right around between sixty three sixty six hundred dollars for a receiver, I'm going Kenny Galladay. I love what we have Kenny. What Kenny Galladay is going to ha- do this season, and Arizona might be putting up quite a few, few points against Detroit, so they, they're going to probably have to throw the ball quite a bit. So give me Galladay. I think I'm going to have plenty of shares of Galladay as well. I'm, I like Galladay and Godwin as the $6,000 wide receivers to start opening weekend for football. DJ Moore, another player that I'm going to keep an eye on this year, and I do like him in the first weekend. Sitting at 5500 for the Carolina Panthers, I think we're going to see a huge year from DJ Moore in that offense, especially if Cam Newton's shoulder is healthy and ready to go. Moving down for a little further, I think we're going to see Ridley's price jump up as the weeks move along. Right now you can get him for 5100 Right there with Sammy Watkins, with Sterling Shepard, with Corey Davis. Give me Ridley out of those groups. I do like D.D. Westbrook. I think we're going to see a better uh, year out of him with a better quarterback throwing him the ball. 
Christian Kirk. I love Christian Kirk this year. Don't know how great he's going to do the start the year. I think starting the year is obviously still going to be Larry Fitzgerald's uh, number one role. But I think come the halfway point, Kirk's going to be a player that we want to definitely keep an eye on. And he's sitting at only 4,700, so I might take a shot at him just because it's you just never know. And especially with Arizona, I think Arizona's going to, going to run a lot of plays. They're going to uh, be a uh, high-paced offense. They're going to be very fun to watch. But I think Kirk is more, for me, a second-half player than he is going to be a first-half player. But I will have some shares of him just because he's cheap, and there is possibility that he does have a big game in a very nice, nice spot against the Detroit Lions. Tight end, I think tight end is a, a position that I usually like to save. I usually uh, fill my roster up and wait to, to put my defense and tight ends in there. Take one of the lower-priced options at tight end. Last year, I didn't do a lot of the uh, top tier, so I, so I don't see myself this week having much Kelsey, Kittle, Urch just because they're so expensive. I'd rather drop down to O.J. Howard, as I talked about Tampa Bay. You save $2,100 dropping down from Howard, uh, from Kelsey to Howard. I like him a little better just because of what it does for you with your team. But, again, I think a lot of people are also going to be saving money at tight end as well. So maybe the contrarian way is maybe throwing in Kelsey and putting Kittle or Ertz or somebody like that in your flex spot instead of using a running back wide receiver. Plenty of different ways you can handle them. And, again, for defense, I usually wait very last for defense. Whatever money I have left over, I put that in there, and then I can kind of work my team around the here or there. Maybe if I have a little extra money, I can take one of the better defenses. So if I'm looking at one of the bottom tier defenses to start opening weekend, for me, I think it might be the Oh, it's kind of tough. There's some really bad defense towards the bottom of the bottom of the barrel here. Maybe it's Tennessee. Man, Tennessee was a, a good defense last year. We just don't know. I mean, everybody is high on on uh, Baker Mayfield, but maybe Mayfield turns the ball a couple times over, and Tennessee continues that dominant play that they had last year on defense. The Bengals, at bare minimum against Seattle, if they give up sacks, but I'm not going to be touching Seattle. I don't care if they're at bare minimum. Usually, I like to look at the the the, the minimum price defenses, but if I'm going to take a chance on. A minimum price defense, I'll go a little, little more at $100 more. Maybe you take the Dolphins at home against Baltimore. We know Lamar Jackson may be able to turn the ball over in, on, in that offense. Those are just kind of the things I'm looking at. If, if we go to the very top of the um, defenses, obviously the Baltimore Ravens sitting at 3800 the number one defense and salary-wise is a nice option playing that Dolphins defense. You have Philly playing Washington. You have Dallas playing the Giants. The top three teams in, uh, for salary-wise obviously have smash spots, obviously can put up huge numbers. But again, I don't like spending a lot of money on my defense, but those three matchups are very juicy matchups to handle. you got the Browns against Tennessee. You got the Jets against Buffalo. You got Cincinnati playing Seattle. So Seattle's defense, some great matchups at the top of that board. So maybe maybe to be, uh, you look at the better defenses than doing my normal end of the road kind of defense there as well. Yes, it's a little mumbo jumbo. Yes, it's a little uh, rambling on for the for the salaries. But again, like I said, this is my first time taking a look, and I wanted to take a look at the salaries with you guys, kind of give you an input of where my head's at. Right now, I think my favorite stack, as I'm looking at here, is Tampa Bay. If I'm looking at one of my favorite defenses, maybe I am going to do the total opposite that, that I usually do and take one of the top-tier defenses and not go with one of the bottom tiers. But again, I like to usually save the defense for my last position. A lot of times I don't have that much money left over because I'm filling out the rosters. But I love Tampa Bay's stack. I like Carolina's stack. I like the maybe, maybe taking a, a shot or two on the Jags against the Chiefs for some stacks. 
there's plenty of different ways you're gonna and, and again when we're looking at different um, formats for what you're gonna win and what's the best scenario to, have to go out there there's a lot of people there's a lot of people you got to beat out in tournaments if you're looking at the millionaire millionaire maker twenty dollar entry buy it's very top heavy you have to you're beating out 294,000 people. You have to hit the nuts. You have to hit the right players. You can't have any dead players in your lineup. You can't even have any average players in your lineup because you have to have everybody has to go off on your team. I'm a fan of the slant. It's a $9 entry fee. It's a little more spread out for the payouts. First place gets 50,000, second place 30,000. The top 5 are five digit five figures and the Min pay is double, two times uh, for your minimum payouts. I just like that that uh, structure a little better. So I'm likely going to have maybe I might throw one lineup in, obviously in the millionaire maker, just because you never know. It'd be nice to be week one millionaire winner, but mo- most of my majority is going to be on the nine dollar part and be on the uh, the better structure than what the millionaire maker is there as well. But again, we'll do a little more on this as, as we go down. So again, sorry that it is very talkative and mumbo jumbo and all that kind of stuff for this. But again, it's first time looking at all these salaries. I'll be a little better at this for the next time we talk about it. I'll give you some more scenarios on the way I'm looking at handling situations. And if you have not done so already, please give us a follow over there on Instagram. We are fantasy football underscore genius underscore. And over on Twitter, we are at Fansports Genius. Give us a, a follow on both social media platforms. And if you're not checked out our, our website in a while, we got a lot of fun stuff happening. We got our, our week one packages ready to roll up top. So get in before you before it's too late. Um, we got DFS, we got season long, we got the combo packages, we have weekly passes. You can buy it for the entire year. Plenty of different options to handle, plenty of different ways to go. We have a we're doing this year, we're doing a mastermind chat group for $9.95 a week. You will have me in your back pocket. You have a question, I will answer it within 24 hours of you asking that question. So if you need help with your weekly lineup, send me your lineup. I'll help you. We'll talk it through. If someone's sending you a trade in your in your fantasy league and you don't know if you should accept it or not, we'll talk that through. If you have a start or sit question, you can send it in there. I'm not going to do as much as I have in years past with Instagram as I did last year. A lot of that stuff's going to have to go to chat um, for the mastermind chat. I got to the handle the people that are that are paying for that. So I can't do as much as I did on Instagram last year. But I'll still be there a little bit on Instagram to, to answer questions, but they're going to be very basic questions, the questions that I'll likely just push you towards my rankings, which is free to everybody on the site. And again, our website is www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. Give us a look. Follow us on, on social media platforms. Get in on the season-long and uh, DFS um, packages we have available. Those will be starting up here soon. I'll be working on those likely in a few weeks. We obviously still have our draft kit there on the thing to help you dominate your drafts. Plenty of fun stuff happening over there on, on uh, the Genius this year. Hopefully we can help you guys continue to dominate your leagues, bring home those trophies, and have a great day. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next week at, at another time. Take care.